Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Jenty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Jenty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. All right, well, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there. My name is Jamie. Welcome to the Jamie Agenti Show right here on Fishbowl Network. It's a great day. How's everyone doing out there? Good? That's good. All right, so enough with the chit-chat. Let's talk about NBA free agency. Now, free agency starts July 1st, July 2nd, whatever you want to call it, man. Like, it's... It's the exciting time of the year for our free agents out there. You get to sign contracts, the biggest contracts. You know, maybe your favorite team can go out there and um, sign a big-time free agent. Or better yet, you lose a free agent to, to, another, to a rival team. Those things can happen. That's why we, uh, we see the excitement of free agency. Now, side note. Coming up in 25 minutes, I'm going to talk about the draft and how I, was, I wasn't impressed by it. I didn't see anybody that caught my eye as being a franchise player for that team. But free agency. Now, I have your favorite teams here. I have the Mavericks, I have the Spurs, and I have the Rockets. Now... I don't have Rockets fans on Facebook, whatever, on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. I don't have fans like that, okay? But I will, out, I will outline the team's needs, the Mavericks' needs, the Spurs' needs, the Rockets' needs out there. So, first thing, first free agent from the Mavericks, we have Jalen Brunson. This guy averaged 16 points a game during the regular season. Second to Luca. Okay, he when Luca was out with injuries and COVID, Jalen Brunson came came in. He averaged 20 25 points. Now, in my opinion, do I think he's that quality player? Do I think he should receive a max contract from the Mavericks? Maybe, but it's tough to tell. There's other teams out there that want his service. I heard the Knicks. I heard Detroit. And I'm going to give you one other team that I should, I think will work out better for him in the long run. I'll give you the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, I said the Brooklyn Nets. If they can get rid of, if they can get, trade Kyrie away, which by the way, Kyrie opted in. Woohoo, yay, way, yay, we're excited about that. I'm not because he's making it about himself. Why don't you just move on? Why can't why can't the Nets just say, you know what, we're moving on from this guy and we're trying to to turn a new leaf. Let's let's get Jalen Brunson in. Let's see what he can do by himself with KD, an actual superstar. Not saying Luca's not a superstar, but let's see let's see with a two tie champ. Let's see if he can work out with a coach that knows nothing about about basketball about how excellence and O's does and doesn't take accountability for his team. You got to set the standard. But anyways, Jalen Brunson, 
That's the first Mavericks priority. The first one. You don't give him max contract, you might as well just trade him. Because he's worth it. He's worth the 20 points per game average. He's worth it, man. Give him the money. I'll say my expectation will be somewhere around a good, man, maybe a good 20, 25 mil a year. I'm going to say around that, that, that contract. Who knows? But we just got to see what happens. My second free agent is P.J. Tucker. Okay, you talk about a guy who's an uh, NBA champion, 6'5", can get on the floor, give you loose balls, can give you about maybe 15, 20 minutes, maybe even 25 minutes a game off the bench, or maybe start for a few games, can give you that dog toughness on the court. Actually, the Mavericks need that. But then again, they have a couple of guys in Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock who can do those things. Actually, Dorian Finney-Smith was the one that guarded there was the one that guarded um, Devin Booker in the playoffs. Kept him stride for stride. Watch that Game 7 clip where Devin Booker only had 11 points. That's all because of Dorian Finney-Smith's defense. If you sign a guy better like P.J. Tucker, where do you fit him in your rotation? Does he come off the bench? Because I'm pretty sure you wanna, you wanna, you wanna train, you wanna see what Josh Green can do. Now, Josh Green, to me, he, he he's just lost. He's just lost as an NBA player. I think he's just trying to find himself what role he fits in. I mean, he's a decent player. But do I think he's going to be a role player in the long run? I don't know. I don't know. It just depends on what he on, on him. If he's willing to put in the work, if he's willing to buy into what Jason Kidd is offering to him, then it'll work out. Now, he's a young player. He's... Don't know what age, but he is a young player trying to get on his own, trying to find himself. And he's and he, right now he's lost in the rotation. If you sign a guy like P.J. Tucker, I don't know what type of minutes you can give him. Because I think, I, I think he, he can still play a little bit. But he can still play. He can still guard your best, the other team's best players out there. A KD, a LeBron, um, a Booker. You know, guys like that. Now, my third final agent. This guy got signed, traded two weeks ago. Christian Wood. Okay, Christian Wood is not a free agent. Christian Wood, Wood Christian Wood is a 17.10 rebound play a, a game player. Okay? Now, do I think it's going to help the Mavericks as far as getting their typical big man? Maybe. But I got to I got to see what he can what how the Luka relationship works with him out there. I mean, 
you talk about the Mavericks every year. They talk about getting a big man. They always talk about, okay, we need a big man to, to match up with the Jazz and to, to protect the rim, all that stuff. There's not a lot out there. I mean, I don't know what Christian Wood is going to give us. I mean, he, he could give us 20 points a game. He's playing in a different style. He's not on the losing end where he was in Houston where you got guys like Jalen Green and, and Kevin Porter shooting at least 30, getting 30 shots, 30 shot attempts a game and not, and not making anywhere close to that. But Christian Wood, it's going to work out for us. Now you had to give up Bobon, you had to give up Trey Burke, you gave up you gave up Sterling Brown, and you gave up Marquise Chris. Now Bobon is not he he just doesn't fit the NBA what the NBA is running. NBA is a run and gun league. They you know everybody he he he's not. Granted, he's good for most things. He's tall. He can he can pre- prevent he, he he can prevent the other team from scoring. You know, as far as inbounding the ball, he can do those things five minutes a game. But do I see him as a as a quality NBA athlete? Probably not. The level of focus is not there. He's a fun guy to be with. Well, you had to trade him to get what you want. And the Mavericks are saying, you know what? We made it to the Western Conference last year. We're ready, We're ready for a championship. We're ready for a championship. That's in the Mavericks' eyes. In my eyes, I don't think they're ready. I mean, I think you got to give them two to three years to, to establish that. Now, do I think this superstar, Luka, can get another superstar to work with him, maybe, but it it just got it just depends on what Mark Cuban is able to do. If he's able to dish the cash out, pay the players their what they're paid for, then do that. Be aggressive. I'm glad they were aggressive in this move. It's going to work out. And we're going to see the full potential in Christian Wood. We're going to see, my prediction would be 20 and 10 a game. He's 6'9", 215. He can, he, he, he can get that any day, any day of the week. He's playing in a different system. Now, now do I think that is a little disrespect to to Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell can get that. Dwight Powell signed a mass contract two years ago. And he's not playing the nearly minutes at as as he was supposed to be. In the play, in the postseason, he played an average my average would be an average of ten minutes. He started, but what the Warriors were throwing out there was a small ball lineup. Where they had only one rebounder was Kevin was Kayvon Looney. And they threw out Draymond, Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, and the rest was history. So that's one of the things. 
those are the three things that the Mavericks, well, actually two, because Christian Wood is a, a full-on Maverick now. We want to see a lot in him. I challenge him. I challenge him to produce, produce to, to be Luka's number two. Be better than Christos. Be better than, than the other guys that we had in the past. Now, I have some little star notes. Now, this is before Kyrie opted in to his contract with the Brooklyn Nets. I had him on the Mavericks list because I thought that the Mavericks maybe maybe would want a point guard and take the ball out of Luka's hands. And now, thinking about it, you can't take the ball out of Luka's hands. Luka is a point forward, a point guard, whatever you want to call him. He's going to dominate the ball 95% of the time. That's your point guard, Mavericks fans. Luka's your point guard, and you have to be happy with it because he's going to give you 30 points every single night. I mean, Kyrie, if you bring him to the Mavericks, sign a trade, you probably might have to trade your whole entire team just to make that happen. But the relationship between Kyrie and Luka is not going to be great. Once, once the ball all the time and one wants the ball basically they're the same players but yet one is a lot more physical and one is, just gets his points when he wants to or better yet plays when he want, when, when he wants to play I mean there's no telling what Kyrie can do I'm sorry what Kyrie wants to do that's why Mavs fans you should never sign a guy like that I want guys to play 82 games. We just saw, we just saw Kayvon Ludi play 104 in one season. One season. 104 games. Now, the whole regular season, five. He was one of the five that played all 82 games. Five. Out of how many players in the league? 450, 500 players in the league? Five. Sad. But that's a different conversation. That's a different conversation for a different day. But it would not work with what the Mavericks are selling to Kyrie. It won't work. I mean, you talk about going from Western Conference Finals to about maybe the first round at best if you add him on the team. You just don't know what you can get out of him. Playing wise, now on the court, he's great. But when he wants to play, we don't know. We don't know. But he often in the Brooklyn Nets, and there's nothing to celebrate about. He just often in $37 million. I mean, to me, I would ask Kyrie, what are your goals? What's the goal? What, what, is, what is your goal to opt in that contract? Is your goal to win a championship? Is your goal is to play all 82 games? Is your goal to average 20 plus points a game? Is your goal to be a better teammate? Is your goal to be less team Nash, be the head coach instead of your, you? Those are the goals I will tell myself. I will tell Kyrie. I'll, I'm sorry. I'll ask Kyrie those goals. And he would have to give me an answer instead of just trying to brush it off 
But you have to. If you opt in that contract. It's not about winning a championship anymore. When these guys opt in these contracts. Some some want to win a championship. Some do. Some don't. But when you opt in. You got to think about championship. We They had you favored this past season to get to an NBA Finals. You got to the first round and you got swept. Now, I can go both ways. I can blame it on the team or I can blame Kyrie. I can blame Steve Nash for not having enough balls to say, hey, Kyrie, can you tell us what the problem is? Maybe I could play some other guys. That's on you, Steve Nash. That's on you, Kyrie. Y'all two got to communicate. Y'all got to come together and say, you know what? We're trying to build this together. Now, enough was that. I wrote one other piece. I wrote, I wrote one other free agent that I want, that I think the Mavericks should go after. Gorgon Dragic. They should. He played on the Nets for a few games. He was okay. I mean, he he played for the, he didn't play for the Spurs. He didn't play he didn't play in any. He barely played the regular season, barely. But he was Luca's teammate. I mean, I, I just I just don't think it will be a great fit for the Mavericks to sign a guy like that. I mean, just because he's your teammate doesn't mean they can work out together. It just doesn't mean that at all. It just doesn't. But I had I had a list, and I said, you know what? Gorgon Dragons may fit on this team, may not. We'll see. Now, I have a list of 54 free agents, a list of 54 free agents that I wrote down that can help your team. You let me know what what player can help your team. You don't have to be a fan of these teams like I told you in the beginning. You may be a fan of Sacramento. You may be a fan of the Pacers. You may be a fan of the Lakers. Which, by the way, a couple guys told me, hey, you know, Russell Westbrook opted in. I'm like... Okay. Am I supposed to be excited about that? I mean, I'm excited that they told me the news and all that. But to Russell Westbrook, like I said, like I told, Ky- like I will ask Kyrie, what are your goals to opt in? Are you trying to win a championship? Are you trying to build a relationship with LeBron? Are you trying to build a relationship with your head coach, Darvin Ham? Or better yet, are you going to give him a chance to actually coach the team? Come on now. There's too many egos on there was too many egos on that team last year. This is why there was no playoffs for them. And honestly, I don't see them in the I don't see them in the postseason. I don't see it. I could be wrong. I don't see them in the postseason for this upcoming season. I just don't see it. So those are the questions I'll ask Russell Westbrook. Are you trying to say, you know what? I'm going to grab my money and go. 
before it runs out. Or are we trying to win a championship? Are we trying to build a relationship with LeBron? Or are you going to actually let Darvin Ham coach the team? Everybody. Now, moves on to my next point. Let's talk about the Spurs. Okay. Oh, by the way, there's over 200 free agents. It doesn't have to be what I wrote down on this list. I wrote down 54 because the 54 can help your team. It could help my team as well. But 54 of those free agents, quality free agents, can help your team. Now. Oh. Now. Spurs. I want to talk about them for a second. I have a list here. The Andre Ayton is your number one. You know why? The guy can give you 18 and 10 a game. He can give you that. It's just that in Phoenix, I mean, in Phoenix, Devin Booker dominated the ball 75% of the time. And no disrespect to Devin, he, even though, you know, he's going to be a super, he, he's a superstar right now. No disrespect to Chris Paul. No disrespect to Monty Williams. I just don't see DeAndre fitting in what Phoenix wants, want, wants long-term with him. Now, granted, do I think I sh he should resign with Phoenix? I think he should. But like I said, the goal is to build a championship team. That is the goal. Now these players and, and myself, we 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 look at it differently. I look at it as like, are we building a championship? I hate the R word, rebuild. I hate it. I don't like it. It just takes us years and years back from from winning it all. I don't like it. I hate rebuild. If that, and anyone asks me, you know, hey, how did you feel about the rebuilding part? I'm like, ah, I hate it. I don't like it. It's overrated. You know, I'll just tell them we're transitioning. Like the, like the Spurs, we're transitioning from Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili, Tim Duncan to the, the John T. Murray, Keldon Johnson. That's it. And a bunch of guys that could produce on this team could maybe you added DeAndre Ayton this man averaged 17 points a game it takes away it takes away it takes away Yakum's minutes because Yakum is just Yakum is not Yakum is man Yakum is doesn't do upper body strength he's a good player but He's not the typical big man that I, I would like to see. I would like to see a Rudy Gobert big man. Like, Rudy Gobert controls the paint. This is how Utah is successful in the regular season. Controls the paint. Nobody's getting into the paint. If anybody gets to the paint, our guy Gobert's there to, to block every shot, to grab every rebound. Do I see that in the DeAndre Ayton? I see score and I see rebounding. And I see rim protection. I see those three things from 
DeAndre. I don't see those three things from Yakum. I didn't see them last year. He had decent games, but do I think he needs to take a step a step it up a little bit? Yes. I was waiting for him to step it up, but he never did. He never did. This is why the Spurs should go actively after DeAndre. Be active. I mean, later on, I'm going to talk about free agency. I'm going to talk about, okay, what these free, what, I'm, what these draft picks can help. I'm sorry, draft picks. Can these draft picks help us? Can they help the Spurs? Can they help your team? Your team, like I said, you may not be a fan of these uh, of your of these teams I mentioned, but you look at the draft from last week. You say, you know what? Maybe, maybe a guy, King and Murray, can he help us in Sacramento? Can Jaden Ivy help us in Detroit? I don't know, man. I don't know. It is a mystery to me. Now, coming up next, let's talk let's talk the draft. But I do want to finish my two other points on the Spurs. But at twelve forty we'll talk about the draft and how like I said, I didn't I didn't find an all star in that draft. That's coming up next. You're listening to Fishbowl Network.
I like you, I do I hit you when I land, can you fit me in your plans? I like you, I do We went up out of France and we woke up in Japan I like you, I do Oh girl, I know you only like it fancy So I pull up in that Maybach candy Yeah, your boyfriend, I never understand me Cause I'm about to pull this girl like a hammer Welcome back to Jamie and Jenny's show right here on Fishbowl Network. Yes. So, I did say that in five minutes, I am going to talk about the draft. I do want to finish the Spurs talk, okay? Now, I did mention DeAndre Anton during the break, before the break. I'm going to mention Zach Levine. Man, I love that guy. 24 points a game. Zach Levine can give you that. He can play multiple positions, shooting guard, small forward. Now, do I think Chicago's going to commit to him? Maybe he played with DeRozan. He played with DeRozan. He played with Io, coached by Billy Donovan, playing with Vucevic. I mean, Chicago's got to commit, or else we'll swoop in and we'll sign him. But we got to have the cash space to make that happen, and I believe we do. 
I believe that we need a, a superstar like his collaborator, collaborator to make that happen. Can't you imagine DeJounte and Zach Levine playing with each other? Playing together? Just, just the ball will be moving so fast. It'll be like jump shots, you know, three-point shots, um, gliding to the rim. Now, Zach Levine is a dunker. I don't know how much he has because he had recent knee, he has recent knee injuries, but the guy can still play. Twenty four points a game, man. I'll take that on any day. Now, my final point, actually not my final point, but because I, I have a little star again, a star again, is Lonnie Walker. Twelve points a game last year, guys. Shot. 41%, 31 from the three. He's a free agent. And I'm like, Walker is, he reminds me of Mon Ginobili in the past because Ginobili was the first guy off the bench to give you that instant offense that glides to the rim. Lonnie Walker reminds him of him. And the Spurs, I feel like, can give him a contract. I hope they do. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I want the Spurs to be aggressive in this free agency market. I think this market is is the best market out there. Looking at my standards, Lana Walker will be the first priority to reside. First, before Levine and Aiton. The first. Now, I have a little star. Miles Bridges, he played on Charlotte, 20 points a game. He's 6'6". He plays out of position, but he can, he can give us something. He's a good rapper, though. He, I, I will give him that. He's a good rapper. But 20 points a game on a Charlotte team with LaMelo, Rozier, um, a new head coach, which, I, I mean... And then, which I don't, I don't agree with. And then Jordan as your owner. I mean, I'm not trying to knock Jordan or anything. But that's a different conversation for a different day. But Miles Bridges will work out for this team because this guy can hoop. He can get his own 20 points a game. Just imagine in a Spurs uniform. Now, granted, the offer sheet is 20, 25 million. Sorry, 25 to 27 million offer sheet. Which Charlotte, I don't, I, if the Spurs were to offer that, I hope they don't match. Because you got to have a vision. Every free agent's got to have a vision of what, of what their team is going to be like next season and beyond. And I feel like Miles Bridges will help this team out. Rebounding, scoring. Defensive play, defensive, like I said, he guards out of position. He can help this team. Okay? So, those are the three things that my Spurs should look at in free agency. Okay? Now, I was going to talk about Houston, but I said, I looked at the sheet, I was like, John Wall opted in, and I figured out last night he signed him with the Clippers. 
when he clears waivers from the Rockets. Now, granted, this man has not played in two years, injury prone, but I think he gives the Clippers something. He gives them another point guard off the bench. Yeah, he's going to be on the bench. Reggie Jackson will start, but he's going to be off the bench. But John Wall will be on the bench. Do I think John Wall can give me something? I don't know. I haven't seen him play in two years, so I don't know. I don't know. It's just it remains a mystery to me of what he what he has left since he's been injury prone. And I don't talk about people's players' ages. I think everybody can play in the league. It's just him. I haven't played seen him play in two years. So, but the Rockets are in transition, man. They're rebuilding for the long run. Like, like you talk about free agency. I mean, they'll sign a couple of free agents, but it's not like a big-time free agency. We're going to talk, like, Kevin Porter's on your team, Jalen Green's on your team, which I think those two, I don't know if they're going to work together or not. I don't know if Jalen Green's going to give up me you know, a good shooting percentage. I just think he he jacked the ball up too much last season to say, you know what, I can trust this guy. This guy can give me 20 points. This guy can give me 25 a game. He jacked up too many shots. You got to slow it down, man. Slow it down. Work the offense. Then if it's there, then shoot it. Don't jack every shot. Kevin Porter did the same thing. I mean, Kevin Porter, to his credit, resurrected his career from Cleveland. It was getting bad, dire for him for a second. But when he got to Houston, it's like, uh, uh, I think a new Kevin Porter showed up. Now, do I think he and Jalen Green might be superstars one day? I don't know. Maybe. If they stop jacking the ball too much, they find some consistency. They got the right head coach, but consistency will be the key for the Rockets moving forward. Now, on to the draft. And by the way, feel free to ask any questions. You have any questions about any free agents of what you what what you would like to sign, you would like to see. Notice I did not talk about Miles Turner going to the Mavericks we're far off from that remember that conversation from last se- last year all throughout the season Miles turned to the, to the Mavericks he's from here but anyways but ask any questions possible now on to the draft now I didn't watch the draft let's be honest I watched a portion of it I watched Pablo go number one. I watched Chet go number two. And I watched Jabari go number three. And I'm like, why Pablo number one? I want to I tell you guys something about the Orlando Magic. This team has not won anything in years. Nothing in years. What is their, what is their main... What is their main... Goal for the 2022-2023 season. 
is it to lose again? Is it to go, let's say, lose 60 games again? Pablo's going to a team that has no structure. You know what I want to do? I want to be a I want to be one of those guys in that Orlando Magic room. And there'll be five guys sitting at the table. And I'll be that sixth guy sitting right here. All five guys, including the GM, the owner, player development, head coach, um, some random person. And I'll be the one guy that says, nope, don't draft that guy. That guy's not in your future plans. I wish I would have told the GM that. I want to be that guy sitting right there at the corner and say, and all five guys would be like, okay, we're going to draft Pablo Brancora from Duke. We're going to draft that guy. Oh, yeah, let's draft him. Let's, let's, let, let's, let, let's get him in. Let's see what he does in, 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 the first, in his first season. Can you name me? I want the people out there. Can you name me one player off that roster? Can you name me one player off that roster that scares you? Or better yet, can lead a team. I can name four right now off the top of my head. And these are not leaders. They cannot lead your team. I can, they're just regular guys. Cole Anthony, he's Greg Anthony's son. Franz Wagner, Mo Wagner, they're both brothers. And Wendell Carter Jr. That's four. Notice what notice those names. Notice what I said. Those names don't don't catch your eye. They're just regular players, man. They just play on a team that nobody knows of now because everybody, every superstar that went to the to the Magic, we're talking from Shaq to Dwight to Pablo. Question mark Pablo. I don't know. I want to be that guy in the room that said, don't draft Pablo, draft Jabari. Jabari has the more upside than Pablo. Pablo needs another year of college. Another year in, in this system. Another year will help him. Jabari, I saw him, I saw him at Auburn. I mean, he's ready. He's NBA ready. Kevin Durant ready. 6'10", freshman of the year in the SEC. He's ready. The Rockets took him number three. Because they felt like, okay, maybe maybe this guy works better in our future plans than Pablo does, than Chet does. When you draft, when these teams draft, you're building for the future. You're not trying to draft just to draft a player just because you like him in your workouts. You're drafting because you're building for the future. Chet Holmgren was my other one. Okay, see, again, you failed. Again. And it's almost like their failure of the franchise. How are you going to draft Chet? You draft Chet. This guy has athletic ability, but do I think can he match up with the today's NBA players where 
is physical in the paint. There's fast breaking, but you gotta understand he's seven one, less than two hundred pounds. I mean, he can run, but the physical quality has got to be there. He, I just don't think he has it. Now, someone mentioned Sean Bradley. He's the athletic version of Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley wasn't athletic because of his height. Chet Holmgren, he's athletic. He has height, but he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't see him as a physical specimen. If you know what I mean, I just don't see it. And Porsche. And I'm talking about Shea Gilgis Alexander. What can you do to to get a star to help this man out? This man is 27 years old, and he he can give you 25, 30 a night. And you pair him up with Chet, like you pair him up with Josh Giddy. I didn't even know Josh Giddy to miss season. Like miss season, I didn't even know. I didn't even know him. I didn't even know he he existed. I watched the Mavericks game and he had, I can't remember the stats, but that's where I remember the name. And I felt like this guy's just going to be an average NBA player wherever he goes. Just an average NBA player. Now Jabari Smith. Houston drafted him. Houston saw something in him that says, you know what? We like this guy. He's Kevin Durant. He has that face up game. He he can give me he can give me literally twenty points a game. Now, he's my favorite right now. Right now as we speak, June twenty eighth, rookie of the year. Now, he hasn't played in the summer league. Yet, I feel like he's NBA ready. And by the way, I highly into, I highly, highly for you guys to watch summer league games and see what I'm talking about. And if you have any questions, you know my line. You know it. You can send me a message to say, you know what? How do you how do you feel about Jaden Ivy? And I can tell you. Jaden Ivey is a is a is a John Morant with a jump shot. A better jump shot than John Morant. That quick first step to the basket. I could tell you about Jeremy Shohan. Now Jeremy Shohan is nineteen years old. He's the one that we drafted nine overall to the Spurs. He reminds me of Dennis Rahman, but then but was a jump shot and a lot cooler head. Jeremy Shohan is not as a role player. You can just look at the physique in him. He has good physique. He has good footwork. The only thing is, I just feel like he's going to be a role player for this team. And honestly, it's not a bad thing to have role players on the team. Or better yet, how about a Keldon Johnson? Keldon Johnson was height. Just figure him and Keldon and DeJounte working together. And by the way, side note, don't believe in the rumors 
of DeJounte getting traded because he's not going anywhere. I guarantee you he's not going anywhere. I guarantee you. Now, let's talk about another draft pick that we drafted. Malachi Burham, Ohio State. Now you ask yourself, who? Malachi Burham. Yeah, I I didn't know who, who he was. I didn't even know he went to Ohio State. I, I didn't even know he was 19. I didn't even know who this kid was till I saw him in the draft. Till we drafted him and said, you know what? We drafted him 20th overall with a jump shot. Shooting guard. This man, this man has that quick first step. The quick first step to the rim. That min-race jump shot. He reminds me of a, of a DeMar a little bit, but at the same time, with the quickness. That first set to the basket, DeMar DeRozan. That's probably why they drafted him, because he has DeRozan is game. He reminds me of him. Just looking at his highlights, just looking at him physique-wise. 6'5", only 19. That means... I want to see these guys play in action. I want to see these guys in the summer league. I want to see these guys, how they handle the regular season. I just want to see it. Now, another one, Blake Ivy or Blake Wesley, if I'm not mistaken the name. Blake Wesley's from Notre Dame. I saw him play in the NCAA tournament for a little bit. He's a decent player. Um... I can't say too much about him because I didn't see him in the regular season. I mean, I saw, I saw, I mean, I, he's a guard that might turn the ball over a lot because he just, man, he get, he run, he doesn't catch the ball first before running. And you know how, you know, you're a track athlete, you run and all this stuff. You're all about running. He's all about running first. I mean, granted, he has, that he has quickness, but yet it's like you got to have the ball first to make things happen for your offense. Can't no, I think he he can get into the front court and say, you know, hey, you know, I can make a jump shot, I can get to the rim. He can get to the rim, but I want to see more. If teams start to take away your your ability to get to the rim, I want to see you hit the mid range shot. I want to see you hit threes. I want to see you try to get to the free throw line, which he can get to the basket doing. Now, turnovers have to come down. We were the least turnover team in the league, but we got to get them down. He has to. And I always tell and I and I always tell kids, you know, hey, you got to cut your turnovers down in half. If you have five turnovers, cut them down to the two and a half. Five turnovers is my limit for individual players. The ratio's there. It's there. Those three might work out. Those three draft picks, we'll see. The Summer League is next week. It's from July 7th to the 17th. July 7th to the 17th. I'm going to find some way to I'm not gonna go up there but I'm gonna find I'm gonna watch all the games and let y'all know what I think of them and y'all should too they're on ESPN now they're on NBA TV they're on YouTube 
YouTuber game, man. Support the young guys. And there might be some guys out there that are trying to make an NBA roster still. No shame in that. But I would like to see these rookies play in a summer league game. I, I want to see it. I want to see if they can adjust from the college life to the NBA life. And about in a few weeks, we just got to see what happens. Okay, and now I'm not going to talk about the second round because the second round is the second round. Maybe on a different day, then I'll talk about the second round. But the first round, I hope your team got what you wanted. If your team didn't get what they wanted, you got to blame. You got to blame the GM. Don't blame coaches. Blame the GM because they're the ones that made the decision on the draft. They're the decision makers. The coaches, coaches. Understand that coach, coaches, GM gets the players they need, and that starts with development. Actually, starts with scouting because the scouts can go all the way, all over the country and see these players. Heck, they can go overseas and see players from Germany, France, Brazil, um, well, Slovenia, whoever. So. Let's go in this order. Scout first, GM, coach. Coach is the last one because coach can coach can coach these players into the NBA. You gotta remember that. Now, we're almost running out of time. But I want y'all to do this homework for me. If you are a Cowboys fan, you suffered. We have suffered twenty seven years. We're going on 27 years of inconsistency. Okay. 27 years. How do you fare about these Cowboys now? The draft is long and gone. Minicamp is long and gone. OTAs are long and gone. I mean, training camp starts in a few weeks. How do you feel about this 2022 Cowboys and what questions do you have? Maybe I can answer them. Heck, maybe, you know, one of these days we can go up to the star and see a practice. I mean, I don't know. I know practice doesn't mean anything, but it can mean something. But let's talk about that next week because I have some five questions I want to talk about Cowboys wise. Five. And I'm going to post them on social media if y'all want to jump in and answer them to the best of your ability. Now, we're out of time. I appreciate y'all so much for joining me. Make sure you like, you comment, and you subscribe to my YouTube page. It's Jamie Agenti, J-A-M-I-E, Agenti, E-G-E-N-T-I. Okay? Now, I hope everyone has a good Tuesday, good week, be safe, take care of yourself, and we will see you on the next show on Fishbowl Network. Take care.
Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Jenty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Jenty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. 